And welcome to Torah Talks Chazak's program with special guests. We have with us Rav Aaron Palm Shlita Baruch Habal Shalom Aleichem Rav. And we have our dear friend Rabbi Yossi Ach, all the way from Queens. <laughs> and we have uh, the Rabbi from Brooklyn. Life and legacy of Rav Avram Palm, Rosh Yeshiva Yeshiva Torah Vadas. And uh, it's a big, big honor for the both of you to join us. Thank you very, very much. Um, it's an honor to be here. Ah, Hashem. So, so, Rav Aaron, memories that stick out of your father, Zatzal. Zatzal, I know that he always wanted to learn, learn and teach. He was a master. <laughs> uh, we used to go to sleep at night. He was, uh, he was learning and learning. Always learning. In the summertime, uh, he didn't teach in the summer. Uh, you know, at one time there wasn't a thing called air conditioning. There wasn't? Wow, well, I can imagine. Yeah, if I can remember that. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And this, we, most of the songs we were at home, he just sit in the house and learn for hours and then. Uh, but but otherwise he was a very normal father, which I can't expect that. Good, but, uh, <laughs> so Rabbi, what's your relationship I, with Rabbi? I was a Talmud. I was Talmud in, in Talmud Asher. I was a base Madrish. He went... Up and down, usually in the yeshiva. He didn't, you know, there was certain rabbin gave the same shear, always the same level. He sometimes stayed with uh, a class for two, three years. And, and there were Bakram who stayed in, in his class for more than two, three years. Some came in, some went out, and uh, that's how I, I first developed. Though I, I had met him before because uh, there was always a car going back to Canarsie. In those days, the yeshiva was in Flatbush. And uh, Rapan lived on Remsen Avenue, which was part of Kadasi, and uh, I didn't live far away. I lived maybe it's like from one end of Cuban Hills to the other end of Cuban Hills. I, it wasn't right right nearby, but it was close enough that there was one car, and so I sometimes was was in that car. And you know, he would schmooze afterwards. It was after his uh, Friday schmooze, and uh, that's how I uh, you know really uh, got to know. I think once I had a Shila when I was in university, and I went to the Mashkiach, Rav Wilson, to discuss it. And he said, this, I think, you're best to ask Rav Pan. It was like a Kiddush to me. I did it, but those days, like, like Rav Aaron said, Rav Pan was a Rebbe. You have a you should go to Rav Pan. I, I didn't, but that's, you know, it was later on when we, when, uh, you know, I think we knew how, not just, it wasn't just a Halacha problem, it was how, Halacha and Hashkafa together. And, and Rafam just, uh, you know, he knew how to answer it. And, and, uh, and he was, he was, uh, uh, he, he, he answered it with a calm and with a smile. I mean, people, people didn't, uh, I, I think didn't really a sense of humor. He laughed very easily. He made you really feel, you know, at home. It, uh, it was just his, his way. You know, we didn't realize till we were older that he was, a uh, <laughs> we learned that the later years your relationship uh, got stronger with your involvement. Yeah, with I, 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 right. I, I wasn't during his lifetime. I wasn't directly involved in shuvu. Uh, I, I, I attended a lot of the meetings and a lot of the because I was I was busy with uh, with the our community here in Queens, Queens yes. uh, Baruch Hashem, and, and I, I in fact once I take him home, I was updating him about what we do here in the community, and at that time we also had a serious shaila that's chiluk, and Rabzelik was our paisik, uh, but, but I mentioned him the shaila we had, 
So I said, why, why didn't you come to discuss it with me? <laughs> so I said to him, it was very funny, I remember, I said to him, remember the whole world is bombing you, I have Rachmanis on you. <laughs> and he laughed, of course, that was his, he laughed very, I, I, that doesn't come through with Tamita. He laughed very, very easily. And he laughed, but when I dropped him off, it was a line of waiting outside his house, a line of people waiting outside wow. his house. So I said, Rebbe, I wasn't, I wasn't that inaccurate. So, uh, <laughs> wow, but, but when I said to him that I, I, we, 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 we were doing the Ramzelik, so, you know, he was, oh, yes, you know, yeah, he's, uh, You're in good you know, spoke very, yeah, yeah, spoke very, very highly of him. Mm-hmm. So they were very close. Yeah, had a problem to talk with Ramzelik. Right, I heard this. It's yeah. amazing. Amazing, amazing. So over the last number of years, yeah. over here at Chazak, uh, we've been uh, working nonstop to uh, guide, inspire, and change the lives of thousands of Jewish kids in public schools who are primarily from the former USSR, the Soviet Union. But Shuvu has been doing that for decades. Uh, maybe you could uh, update us how it all started, and of course, with uh, Avram Palm's involvement, your father. I do involve him that we do not have a chinuch for children in America, and it was over. But what can you do about it? <laughs> but when they started coming from Russia, Eretz Israel, he felt it's very, very big problem because they become anti-Haredi, they become the, the, the Zionists. The, 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 yeah, and more than that, he said, he used to daven, he used to speak about in yeshiva when he spoke in Yom Kippur to the Olam that they have to daven for, for, for our brothers in Russia, and now they're coming out. They're not coming out. We have a chance to do something. So let's do something for it. And they always felt that that you have to start with education, with teaching children. That's all you can't. Kind of and this and make parties, but the main thing is the can do the children. No, no, no. Mainly to teach them Torah, teach them Allah Teach them, teach them. Yeah, I think you know what what how this community developed here also in Queens. If you teach the children, the parents very oh. especially for for the, the ones who was coming from southern Russia and uh, they're, they're not they, anti. They're not they anti. They better. don't know. They're Amiratsim exactly. and and uh, and it's sometimes very you know they they, they they when they were in Russia. You know, there was a J on their passport. Mm-hmm. And they felt that sometimes just to declare that you were Jewish was a tremendous, tremendous, serious nefesh in a statement. And they had that, but they didn't know, they didn't know what it was. They didn't know what it was. So, uh, I, we had a Maisen Shuvu, a, a, a parent who, uh, who never heard that there was a Seder on Pesach. Wow. He heard already Pesach. He didn't know Seder. Where should he know from? Where should he know from? And he was a Leningrad. He was born in Leningrad. And he sent Kitschuva because of the secular education that they have there. And and uh, the teacher invited him for a, for a seder. And, and he said, "Oh, this is very nice." And, and his son at that time was already making advances. Some Baruch Hashem is already in, in his young twenties, and he's, he's he's finished Shas, and he said the whole family is religious, and uh, including his parents. But many of them are not anti. You you hear stories. That That's how were, my family actually became not, religious. Yeah. My parents were they were traditional, but uh, Baruch Hashem, my uh, older brothers went to yeshiva and they brought Torah home. Abba Shabbat, Kashrut, yeah. and that's and the way. Weren't, they weren't that. Yeah, on the contrary, it was hard out. Most, most of us think about it, and we. Does he did something? He, about no, something. no, not that. It, it, it bothers. 
we do it because you have to do it if you could, if you can, you know. But but he it ain't his heart out. I should tell the story. My father had a niece that was not from her parents were not from, and they were both nifta very young. And she was seventeen when her father passed away. She and her sister. There was no not a father, not a mother, and the, they lived by a grandmother who was not from. Anyway. They lived that far away out of town, but they, she started coming around. We had not much fucker. She came around a little bit, uh, not much, a little bit. Then she went off to Israel, and uh, she met a, a kibbutznik uh, from Israel, and uh, she wanted to marry him. So she came to America. So where should she go? Like so, she brought him to her uncle, to her. You know, she called up. Did she want to come and bring her, bring her husband? They came, I don't know, I was at home, but they came, my parents were home, they came, they spoke a little bit, and, this, and they went out. They went out, my father started to cry. Now, he was not an emotional person. He was, he was very, uh, to cry. My mother said to him, what happened, what's the matter? He said, what do you mean? A boy born in Israel doesn't know about Pesach. It, 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 do we cry about it? <laughs> Yeah. That's amazing. This is a, a, a follow-up. I'm going to talk about later. This is a good time, a follow-up to this story. is when uh, he was Nasi of Chil Chasmai. We'll talk right. about it a little bit before, how he became a, a little later. But uh, when the when the, when Soviet Jews were coming in so, such large numbers, Terence Israel, so at that time, the head of Chil Chasmai was Rav Lezison. And very, very wonderful person. Uh, sense of humor also. Very, we uh, very close to Rav Shalom. He Rav raised him, oh. actually. His, mother, his uh, father oh, died nice young. Yeah. And, uh, and, uh, and he, he, uh, he came to, uh, he, uh, his job was when he came, he would come for the Yoga of the Convention. And he would first come to, at that time, Rapam was on the Messes, Gedalia Taira. So he came to visit Rapam before he came. And he, as he came to visit, he, he started to tell him what's going on in Israel and all the plans. And he says, Chinuchatzmoy can't take these children. And what's going to happen with them? They're going to go into the public schools. What's going to happen with them? And Rapam started crying. And at that time, he had his drasha all prepared. There was a scandal, some business scandal in the community. He wanted to talk about Yashra's business, which was one of his... He had a number of main things that he used to talk to his Talmud about. What was Yashras in business? And, and to be straight, straight in business. And, and he had a whole speech prepared for this. And he decided uh, he's, he's changing his speech. He said, you know, it was, it was the Thursday before the convention. You know, it's not so posh. And, but when he told him the story, he started to cry. Rapam, but like, like Rabara said, he, he wasn't an emotional person. He started to cry. And the rabbis who came in, in the middle, I heard the story from Rablaze and said, he said, she wanted, she got upset with me. What did, what did he do to him? Why, why is he crying? <laughs> so he said, no, 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 I have to cry. He felt this was something to cry about. I mean, who, like Rabara said, who cries about this? We should cry every day because there are thousands and thousands of people as children who are not getting the proper education, but he felt it. And he felt he had and to that drusha is what got everything that, So uh, that drusha got him speech. and got everything going. He, he, uh, <laughs> somebody else, interesting thing. I was not there when the convention. He spoke, I think, by Shal Shudas or by Matzah Shabbos. I think he spoke Shabbos and then they had another meeting another after that. Yeah. But it was also not like out of character. He went around 
to a lot of the speakers beforehand that they should also speak about the Russian mm-hmm. food. So by the time he spoke, the oil was cooked on this. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know this. So I, I was like, yes, they told me this. I know, he just like this. He was walking in the lobby the next day and, and uh, my coach over in Shuvu was, was in the lobby. He was a young kid at the time. He was like beat him. He was, I don't even think he was working for, he wasn't as well known at the time, but uh, maybe he just. He was working for the city. He was working for the city. Of but, city. Yeah. He, he was, he, he was, working. The, he was a, he was a finance, he was finance uh, uh, control commissioner and then he was housing commissioner mm-hmm. under Couch. He was very close to Couch. But I think this was before he was the commissioner. Uh, so uh, he said, Rabbi, should I come? He didn't feel he wasn't wealthy. He works for the city. He wasn't a wealthy person, but he wants to do something. So he said, sure, if you want to do, you come. If you want, you come. That's That was his, not how much you can give, what you, you want to do, come and, and, and be involved. And, and <laughs> he's, he's got the involvement to this day. I mean, it, it's... Uh, uh, it's that that's how he was. Unbelievable. It's, it's, unbelievable. it's hard to from small beginnings back then and today I have this close merit, the honor to be on a Shubu mission. Yes. And uh I saw it with my own eyes. Uh the rabbi was there as well. And uh you told me, Come, you're doing this stuff over here in Queens, see what what's going on there right. and how they that's do right. it. And I saw it, Mamash, they really ain't doing Mishmilia. You can't compare hearing and seeing. It's a little 17, different. Elementary schools. Yes, 19, we're nine. in 19 cities, 19 elementary schools, seven high schools, and over 20 kids. What about the revolution? And I, saw, and I saw the students, yeah. and I saw the parents, and I spoke to them, and they were so happy and excited right, right. about Baruch the Hashem, schools. Baruch and Baruch it's Hashem. all planting it's, it's still, a seed. It is still growing. And it's still growing. growing. And we and we said there's a whole thing with French Jewry just recently. Right. We, when the French, now we, we have in Tanya, we still have, we have about 50 French students in Tanya. We have we took in three hundred Ukrainian children last wow. year. Unbelievable. Unbelievable! And nobody else is, was really equipped to take it. There was a you know everybody everybody gets excited at the beginning, <laughs> and then later, <laughs> and, and then later, later we, we're 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 left holding the, the but we Baruch Hashem are still uh, very very strong. Three hundred children, and it's okay. it's a big burden for us because. They came out with nothing. I spoke to a lot of the refugees, a lot of the children. I spoke to a few of the parents. They mamish took a suitcase and ran. And, wow. and one woman was telling me how she was in a car for, for two, three days just because of the traffic to get out in those first few days. And all they had was a suitcase. Uh, just now, I, I got a message from our, our uh, Saman Kal, that's the assistant director of Dovidivki. He somehow arranged through one of the organizations. He got 200 pair of shoes for children. Wow. They don't, they don't they have them. anything. They, they ran away. And <laughs> some clothes, and then they, they, they had a, a, a Chidon Halacha, the boys, and after that, as a celebration, the next day they went out, they had a, they had a sports competition too, you know, you give them both. So he got them t-shirts, also free t-shirts. They didn't, they didn't have, they don't have anything. Uh, literally, it's a lot never it's, saving uh, lives. Yeah, yeah. Whenever I think of Avram Panzer, I think of, uh, Abbas Israel. Is there a reason why that is? Why why it comes to mind? Rav Pan equals obviously like is it because I think that I might have a book spoke about, about it. He spoke about, about it. it. The Friday years, yeah. One one of the uh, as a Talmud, uh, I uh, his he said if you have to miss a day, miss a, miss a Gemara year. Don't miss the Friday years. He gave the shmuz and he gave on the parsha, and he repeated he repeated a lot. Some things he repeated. Some things he repeated. Dear, it's it's very funny. I I, I once. Took him for a, a, a ride 
it's an interesting story actually. I've told it many times. It was it was right when the Pin War ended. On that day I was taking him home. And I said, Ruby, I heard that Kissinger was gonna have a, a press conference. Could I put the could I could I put the radio really? on? I usually schmoozed. I put the radio on. I said, sure. And you know, they, they had the announcement that they finally signed a peace agreement and that the uh, the war is over. And then after that the commentators all spoke about what could happen now, this could happen, that will happen this. And that year, uh, uh, he said Hanukkah didn't fall out on Parsha's Mikates. Uh, uh, and he always would say the same word. He would say the Beis Alevi on Parsha's Mikates about what's the Seba, what's the what's, what's what's the cause and what's the effect. <laughs> so he says, they're talking about now this could happen, that could happen. You never know if what the cause is or what the effect. The Rabbi Shon wants something to happen, so he ha- has something else happen before because the Taklis comes later on. We don't know what the Taklis is. But he, he would say that word every year on Parshish Mikates because he felt that that was a very, very important lesson in Hashkafa, and he would repeat it. And I, I mean, I had the experience when, when he was already much older, so older Talmidim would come to the Friday Shmuz. And so I wrote here, said, you know, you're a Talmud, I hear people go, you should take all Fridays and go. So I, I went, I think, I, I don't think it was the last one, but I, I, I remember I came again partially Kate, and he said the same, the same word. It was like, you know, because he felt that this was an important lesson yes. to give over. And mm-hmm. he was making, you know, uh, uh, there was a story about how, uh, I think I heard this from a rise, and someone uh, asked him what he should uh, uh how he could sometimes teach the same Masechta over and over again. And his response was, you're not learning the Gemara, you're teaching students. It's, it's, it's how you, it, it, the Gemara is just a way of looking at it and teaching the students. So you don't have to get a, 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 a satisfaction out of learning the Gemara, you get satisfaction out of the students knowing how, how the Gemara is being learned. That's, uh, so it's, you know, he was, he was a prime teacher and that's, you know, he wanted to set them to how they go, put them on. Amazing. It's well known that the, the Rav of Palm uh, was the Rosh Hashivah He was teaching and learning in Gedolim, particularly with Rabbi Yitzhak Yaakov Kamnetsky, pushed the Rav to go, uh, you know, to uh, go work on behalf of the, of the Klal, of Klal Yisrael. Can you please elaborate about the Rav's uh, mysterious nefesh going above and beyond on behalf of the Jewish people? I don't know. I don't know that he had to quote the Gemara to do it. Yeah, we don't re- realize how much, uh, how much taking away time from his Talmudim and from his Gemara is the serious I remember hearing also uh, by, uh, I believe it was a Shuru function or something towards the end of the Rav's life, the mysterious Nefesh the Rav had to get there. Do, were you there? Do you remember? Oh, he, I remember. He was stuck yes. next to the room. He was there. He was, no, no, I was there. He was right. there. And you, and you tried to convince him not to come at the time. No, right? my mother wanted Your mother? I didn't think. What was the exactly? You didn't get it? But mm-hmm. It was a dinner? What was it? it, it no. A parlor meeting in Flatbush. Uh, our summer parlor was a very, very, very big event. Yeah. It, you know, yeah. it, uh, it, it was a very important event. So he was very sick then. He was left a few weeks later. He insisted on coming. He wasn't physically able. They brought him with an ambulance. Unbelievable. That, 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 that. He could hardly talk. He didn't even say a drush even. He could hardly talk. Mysterious the fact, fact that he came. That, but his nephew was 
before that, the, the, all the time and effort that he put into building this so thing and doing it, he, and he, making it. At that time, I did a Rabatisiel Salomon came. And Robin Sil Salmon got very, very upset. We have it on video the next day. He spoke about it. He said, I was boiling. How could they do this to Rosh Hashiva? But then he felt, he heard later the Rosh he, he didn't take no for an answer. He wanted to go. He, wow. uh, it's, uh, I, I, I mentioned to you the next day, the director of Shubh for Red Sishwell, Rav Gutterman, came to say goodbye to him. And he expected to see him that he was wiped out from the evening and how bad. But he saw him sitting up very happy in bed. <laughs> and, 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 you know, like, he, he accomplished what he really wanted to set out to accomplish. But the year before, two years before, he spoke by that parliament meeting. It was there, uh, in Lawrence also. He came no, out, no, but it was that, a very bad condition. No, no, but that, and that uh, was by... by, by yeah. Then he got a letter that the, the parents in, yeah. uh, in, 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 in the north. In, uh, <laughs> and, and that's her, that it was not that certainly. It's not no no Yiddish guy or anything, and they want. I was there once. There's, there is no thing. It, it's the birthplace of Christianity. Yeah. And they, 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 they do that. And uh, they want the school. A school. School, school, Jamaican school. And the, the, the Mankal wrote, and that, you know, so we could do it. So we have no money with this. My father felt terrible about it. He's, he's, we have it on tape. He, he banged, banged on the tape. tape. I, I will, those bags are still going into me. <laughs> How could we say no? How could we How say could no? We, say we can't no. say no. It's the problem will be, we said, Allah Simchas will be soured, he said. If, if if we know that our children have a mitzvah and they can't have a mitzvah, we said no. And anyway, he, he, he like he's banged on the table. People right away... And then so I gave twenty five thousand dollars just for this project. I mean, it was. Uh, we have. Wait one second. So my so, so my son was sitting next to him. I was. He was in the front. I was in the back. He was speaking. Yeah. So afterwards he sat down. So I told to my son something. You know, afterwards he sat down. So he didn't sit down. He fell down. I had to catch him. Wow. Wow. He was. He yeah. collapsed. He like, and he told. How, and he said afterwards he that he used to put aside time every summer for learning certain things that he couldn't get to a whole year. He says, this is, I gave him, I gave him a whole summer. He said, he's not able to, he just, he was so, so weak. A week from it. We were mentioning about the board But I was in that school. The school still exists till oh, today. Yeah, I was, and, I was, and, so, and I was there a few months. It's Baruch Hashem. There's a school there. There's hundreds of children. And it's, I, the, the, uh, now that there's a, a, a crazy community in the area, but uh, about 10 years ago, I think I was there. And, uh, the Rafa Izur, the whole of the whole area, area, came to to see us when we came to visit, and he told me this is the only place all around. He says there were twenty thousand Yidden living here, Jews, twenty thousand Jews. This is the only place where Torah is being wow. Wow. So, and it's it's a light. I mean, it's a, it's a light on the city. Yeah, yeah. And I was there. I used to teach us. I lived in Haifa, which is over an hour's drive to this place. So I said, no, and that's not good. It's good if teachers near the school so the children can come for a Shabbos. You know? So I said, no, why don't, why do I have to travel when no one lives here? So I said, to me, who could live here? It's, 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 there's no Yiddish guy. There's no shul. There's no nothing. Where can we live here? Now there's a, now there's now, a small Haredi community. It's a community. very, very good mayor there now who wants to get different Jews because it's a very Arab area. He wants to build it up with Jews. And it's, uh, it's very open. It is now, yeah, it's, it's yeah. a little different, but it's still the only place like this in, in, in the area. And the 
It was also one of the centers of when Ukrainians came into uh, Ertzishol a year ago. Mm-hmm. They, a lot of the refugees were sent there because there were hotels in the area mm-hmm. for, for all the Christian uh, uh, pilgrims. So they had a lot of hotels there. So they had where to put up the refugees. And we we uh, were able to get, I think, 30 or 40 uh, children came to the school from Ukrainian refugees. Unbelievable, amazing. Wow. So so, so the Rapam was uh, involved, uh, like we mentioned, uh, with many organizations, Chinech Hatzmari, uh, Shuvu, of course, he was a Shuvu Torvadas, Nechamas Yisrael. Uh, you know, the the, the, the the similarities that it's all Chinech. Can you please elaborate on the Rapam and his... Uh, you know his uh, the, 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 about the importance of Jewish education. Was that like his? Uh... He counts up and all these. He's all Jewish <laughs> education. That's what he was interested in. I once asked him by a different good, uh, maybe a different, maybe a time, some other place where he had to speak. There was a theme. I said, "Are speaking about the theme?" He said. I don't know about the theme. I'm speaking back in. I think almost, except for once or twice, when he talked about Yashra's honesty oh, business, oh, that's okay. he always talked about, even before Shuvu, he talked about Chilich and Eretz Yisrael, uh, especially, because he felt Eretz Yisrael nowadays is the set. He used to refer to it as Palat Mishal Melech, the palace of the king. Eretz Yisrael is the palace of the king. How could you not have children Learning about the Rabbi Shalom in, in his own palace. 100%. It's, and he felt that that was very strongly, and so he would speak about that about every year. But it wasn't just Eretz Yisrael. He was involved, like you said, he was involved in the Chabz Yisrael, which, which, tuition uh, really, assistance, yes. And they worked in those days with us, with us very much in the, in the Queen's in community. Queen's Queen, yeah. And, uh, what was it called? The Children's and, Fund? What was it? Uh, the organization that uh, you started? The Children's Torah Foundation. Children's Torah Foundation, yes. And, and uh, very, you know, we're educating hundreds. A lot of the leaders of the uh, community now started out then. Amazing. And uh, he, 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 was a, he was also a master mechanic. You know, he, you were telling me before about learning, he, yes, about how I, he would I, open I, the Gemara. He, he opened up and he would go from, you know, you see the Mishnah and what the Gemara had, why he had to add something to the Mishnah and what, why, what Rashi had a Diyuk and, 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 and Tosis and if Tosis had a Kasha, if he had two Turutsim, what's wrong with the first Teretz, what the second Teretz adds is that the first Teretz he, he built up from there, and then maybe if 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 someone had a kasha or or yeah. it was he taught machine. you how to learn. He taught, taught you how to learn. I don't remember. He was once the uh, speaker by the uh, by the uh, no, 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 by the uh, by the Chiyam oh. So right, the Machabin right. to say not to see him but to start parachas. He wouldn't say the seal because he said he didn't do Dafyomi. He doesn't want to fool so many people wow. that would think he does Dafyomi and he's big Messiah. So he didn't want to be Messiah, so they were him to stop. So if you listen carefully, they have it on tape. Right, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. He didn't read the Gemara. He taught you how to teach a Daf Gemara. Slowly, this question, he didn't stump talk. He was mad at this the question. Right the, he was in the other, and that's, uh, that's, 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 that's so, but, but, but uh, I said to him, if I said, this was a whole shit on how to say a shit. What you speak out, what you're not. This he said, this is an issue. Uh, talk about it, you know, he didn't speak, but you know, put a, this is a cash from the issue. Sure, but not very little, mostly how to say the shit, explain the Gemara with the Rashi. <laughs> 
Amazing. <laughs> you remember they tried to, he was going a little bit longer than the, uh, than they would like, Schedule and they gave, gave him a note. That's how those days, and he got, and he just pushed it to the side. <laughs> he did what no, he no, 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 I don't think so. He didn't push it to the side. He, he said, maybe I'm too long. So, but the oil started to talk. What do you mean? Let him talk. <laughs> let him talk. Let him talk. He, 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 uh, People were snooping. I, I, I mentioned to you the story before that someone who I know, and he, a relative of my father-in-law, said he would come to every every event that I remember in Brooklyn, to the dinner, to the parliament meeting in the always summer. Sure. And he would always show and he would say hello to me and, and that I should know he's there. And I mentioned it to his son years later and his son said, well, he was a Tamaru of Rapam. And when he came to Rapam Shir, he was a refugee. This was someone who was an older generation. He was a World War II writer. He didn't have a chance to learn anything. He never learned Gemara before. He was put in the ninth grade. And, and those days, Rapam gave the ninth grade Shir. And he said, don't worry. And he said, by the end of the year, Rapam took care of him. He caught up with all the other Talmudim. He just, wow. he just knew. Good. And he, he credited him. And he knew, he saw. Rapam taught him that. And he, he, that's what, and, and he always felt that cash to Rapam. And this is Rapam's most he used to come. And, and, Amazing. The rabbi mentioned also before a big chiddush in a sense that, uh, Rapam's Talmudim that are very active today in Kalish show. It's not like they were Talmudim later on. Rabbi Yossi is an exception, <laughs> but they were primarily uh, in were the high school. school. Most of his life, he was a high school rabbi, most of the time. Uh, 40 years for sure. Rabbi 60 years. Yeah, yeah. In high school rabbi, like he says, 9th grade, 11th grade. My time, he was 11th grade rabbi. Yeah, whatever, you, know? you, you had your father as a rabbi? I, I didn't have my brothers. <laughs> I had two brothers. And I, uh, but no, no, but my two brothers run by him. Yeah, sure. Interesting. Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, listen, I, as one that uh, is involved with the club, this is so inspiring to hear how much the rough cared and cried and was involved and did for Cloud Israel. Now, if there would be one final message, a takeaway that Cloud Israel, the whole world is listening, if there would be one that they could take upon themselves, you know, to follow the ways we're discussing the life of legacy of Rabbi. Moshe Sher used to say, you have to care about Cloud Israel and care about Rabbi Israel. He took care of a lot of many, many individual people came to him for ages. And he said people were waiting at the door. And, and no, but uh, some places really, he, he put himself out to them personally and, and really cared about them. Individual people, you know, like, you know, not the world. <laughs> like, like, they came out Rebbe Israel. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I might have given the impression we're talking about things that he did on, on a wide Global. scale. But what he really taught his Talmudim, I mean, he was very, Midos, you know, he was known as, when he said, I was Yisrael, Moshen Hara, and, 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 and things like that. He would make, he made sure that Talmudim had the right Midos. He would teach Midos. He would talk about yeah. Midos. He don't, didn't have that for, for Rebbe, who really, to that extent, tried to make, he tried to make the Talmudim to mention. And, uh, and they, I, I think more so in, in those days, it wasn't as usual for Tamid to have such a close kesher with the Rebbe. Now it's a little bit more, more common. In those days, he had a tremendous kesher, a lifelong kesher with many, many of his Talmud, even if they moved away. Interesting. You know, most of the years, he didn't live near the yeshiva. In the far away, in the Well, he lived in East New York he's originally. The, he, he's a young kid. I was actually as a Rebbe third He was a Rebbe 40 years a Rebbe. No, he, he, he was a Rebbe in Flatbush. 
I, I was in Teradas when it was in Waynesburg. Oh, wow. <laughs> and he lived in... I, I was in Waynesburg. No, no, and he, didn't, he lived in East New York. It, didn't, it took two trains to get right. there. Wow. And, you know, it was not, it's not like, you know, and so that's when they had, they, they were close to him somehow. I, I heard an interesting story from uh, Ruby Steinberg from our neighborhood. Uh, he said he remembers that on Fridays, but it was a long Friday uh, in the summers. So, uh, you know, the boys would stick around around Yeshiva sometimes and play ball in the yard afterwards. And he said he would notice that he would go leave with Rav Shuskal. Yeah. Rav Shuskal would walk across the uh, Williamsburg Bridge to the Lower East Side. It was the son-in-law of Rav, of, of he Rav took the train. He took the train, and, and my father took the train, took the, the, other train the other way. Yeah. No, but he would sometimes walk across the bridge. He oh, didn't he take the train, he would walk across the bridge. So that he would walk, Rav Shuskal, and they were talking and learning. To, to where he would, but then Rav Shuska said, no, no, I'll walk you to the, to the train. So he would walk him, but then he would walk him back. <laughs> and sometimes they would go back and forth two, three yeah, times yeah, because yeah, they were yeah, talking to learn. Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. Life and legacy of Rav Avram Palm, you know, I've, I can add, right? Dal Moshe and Moshe in the Torah. You grew up, what, what, what is connected to by Rayarbis Filatami, when Adam saw the tribulation difficulties of Ami Shah. We see that with your fathers, that's all. And you cared for Amisha, for, for Rabbi Shah, for every single individual. And that's one thing that every single one of us, everybody could do something. Nobody could do everything. That's my line I always like to say. You know, everybody everybody, could, do everybody could do something. Everybody could get involved to help others, to be there for others. You know, thinking of ways to make Claudia Israel. I once heard a word from somebody, very pithy word, but it, it moved me a lot. Terry said, like Samuel Damriyacha. But the Torah doesn't say what to do. <laughs> the Torah says one thing, don't do nothing. Sometimes the person comes to me and he's uh, $50,000. I don't happen to have that $50,000. But I have $20, I have $100. Uh, I could call a friend, you know. So, don't do nothing. <laughs> don't stand still. Go ahead and do something. That's a beautiful chiddush and that's definitely personifies what we've been talking about up until now. And I want to thank Rabbi Yassi for everything they do for Quality Zone, for coming and being part of the Torah Talks podcast. And Rabbi Aaron, Shlita, Yishikach, Gadol, thank you very much for coming. I know it wasn't easy, but it means a lot to us on behalf of Chazak. And we want to thank all of you for joining us Tuesday night's Chazak Torah Talks at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, chazak.org slash live, plus all the different platforms on podcasts. Shout out to Torrent Time for hosting it as well. DailyGivingDotOrg, a dollar a day goes a very far away. I want to thank them as well. And the entire Chazak team, really appreciate all the work done over here. Uh, future events, please reach out to Chazak, C-H-A-Z-A-Q dot O-R-G. And once again, thank you very, very much. Shukar Gadol. Ah, wow, very inspiring. You know, on a personal level, I do this for myself. I get inspired, I hear it for